Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Retire Simply Podcast. I'm Scott Winstead. And I'm Angela. And we're back this week bringing you another episode of Retire Simply. And we're going to change it up a little bit. Yes, you know, we are. Um, the holidays are right around the corner. Mm-hmm. And that means you're probably either having family over um, or maybe you are going to a holiday party. Yeah. Or maybe you're visiting with neighbors. Getting together with some friends. Um, Needless to say, you're probably going to be in a, a social situation where maybe you either don't want to be <laughs> or you're talking to a stranger that you might not know yeah. or maybe, you know, you just want to kind of make some casual conversation, right? I think the holidays are a wonderful time. Um, and at the same time, I think, you know, sometimes uh, we're, we're thrown into places where it can be a little awkward if you're not quite uh, the party goer yes. or, you know, something like that. So. What we thought would be fun is to basically come up with a couple of questions that I think would be really fun to for you and I to answer and share with everyone, um, but that they can also answer or use, you. right, yeah. when they're in a social situation, uh, whether it's with family or friends. And one of the things I like to do, I'm just going to share a little tip with you, is I call these uh, pocket conversations. I will write down. Um, a few different conversation starters. That's what we're going to be sharing with you today. I will actually write them down on an index card, read over them a little bit, stick them in my pocket. If I can't remember what to say, go to the bathroom, look at my index card, and come back out. So, so you actually prep. I do. I have to. Okay. Every if you listen to our podcasts, you can see that you are much more comfortable talking for periods of time than I am. That's probably a fair assessment. Yeah. So without further ado, we've got about, uh, I don't know, three or four of them here that I think uh, would kind of be fun for you and I to answer and, and share a little bit. So um, the first one I think we should we should start with is where do you want to go in the world? Yes. If you could go anywhere in the world, cost didn't matter, um, you know, COVID didn't matter, you know, status of vaccine didn't matter, where would you want to go? Yeah, all limitations are taken away. I would like to go to Italy. Okay. Um, I had a little bit of a challenge between, I'm just going to share, Alaska, because everybody tells me how fantastically beautiful it is, Norway, because I'm Norwegian, or Italy. You're Italian. I know you want to go there. You know I could eat my way through Italy and have a blast. Yeah. So I I would go with Italy as well, but I think for the purposes of this, just to be a little bit different, the other place I think I'd really like to visit, and I haven't been um would be brazil i think brazil would be really really neat um i've only been to south america one time and that was to venezuela back in the 90s before it became this you know uh, uh kind of uh what it is today. what it is today i think it's a good way to put it um and it was beautiful and just incredible and people were so friendly um and the culture was really really fun um and i hear a lot of the same things around brazil um, so if, if everything was good to go, maybe a little carnival, you know, get out there and go have a, have a blast in South America, I think would be a lot of fun. Um, so I think that's a good, a good thing to do. But first on my bucket list for sure would be Italy. If, if, if we were really having to, to go someplace, you know, um, and make one decision. Hey, since we're on the same page, I need to start planning that for like 10 years out or something. Yeah, we got, <laughs> we got a lot of uh, working out to do so that we're in a, a calorie deficit exactly. before we go. That's All right, so let's move on to the second one here. So I think this is a great, great question. So what word best describes your family? 
it's hard not to just pick love or connection. Mm-hmm. Um, because, and I hope that that's present in every family. So I think that one thing that's very unique about our family is that we are incredibly resourceful. Yep. That's the word that I would pick is resourceful. So you mean kind of from the standpoint of, hey, we, we figure it out. Always. Yeah. Whether it's dealing with challenges you have in your relationship or challenges you're having with the kids' calendars or our work schedule, we're really resourceful. Yeah. Um, I'd agree with that. I think the word I would use would start with an R as well, but I think it'd be a little bit different. I'd use the word reliable. Oh. I think, um, you know, we're able to fall back and call one another and know, hey, they're going to be there for us. Yeah. You know, regardless of the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, no matter, I think sometimes how much time passes between, you know, talking with immediate family or, or things like that, I think at the end of the day, uh, push comes to shove. Uh, we have, we're really, really reliable. I agree. So I'd probably roll, roll with that. Now, it is funny if you're going to ask this question at a family gathering, um, <laughs> I probably would have said something that was, you know, off color just to get a laugh. But yes. uh, for the purposes of today, we won't do that. You can do whatever you want, but that is a really good one. Yeah. Um, be careful where you ask that question. That's right. That's right. Now, the next question I think is a really cool one. You know, if you're at a, a company holiday party or maybe with neighbors or something like that, um, if you could shop, Angela, mm-hmm. for free mm-hmm. at only one store, money was no object, where would you shop? Okay, I'm going to give you my short list and then I'm going to tell you the one that I would pick. Okay. So, if Clearly, honey, you know that I love to cook. It is a way that I express myself. So I would absolutely shop at a cooking store. And I was going through the stores in my mind. Um, I love Williams-Sonoma. I love Sir Tap, and I do not shop at these places often at all. But I will have to tell you my very favorite cooking and kitchen store that I've ever been in in my life is Peppercorn in Boulder, Colorado. Um, I lived up there for a few years, and it is just a fantastic, eclectic um, combination of tools you didn't even know you needed, but are super useful and beautiful um, tapestries and napkins and, you know, just everything you'd need for entertaining. They also have gourmet foods and oil, so that is definitely where I would go, peppercorn in Boulder, Colorado. Well, I think we might know somebody that can help you with that. So there, That's there you true. Go. <laughs> uh, come to find out what's really funny. We'll just, I'll share this quick story with you. So Claire on our team um, has, has just been a phenomenal addition uh, with it. So she's from Colorado. Mm-hmm. And when we met Claire and we started interviewing Claire, um, she, on her resume, said she worked at Peppercorn, which is Angela's favorite store. Yes. And come to find out, her grandmother owns yes. Peppercorn. She grew up working there. <laughs> so we might have to see if we can get Claire to get you a gift certificate or something like that, I love uh, that for it. But if she gets me the gift certificate, will you give me the flight? <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's right. It sounds like this is starting to cost me a lot more. Um, you know, I think so. One of the things that I would probably say if I could shop anywhere on a for free, on a kind of unlimited uh, budget here, um, I would probably say the Porsche dealership. Mm-hmm. And here's why. So uh, back in October, beginning of October, uh, Angela and I were able to go to Arkansas 
in the Ozark Mountains. Just beautiful. Gorgeous. The fall leaves were changing and all of that. And able to drive a Porsche with some other folks that also had Porsches and really kind of see what those cars can actually do. You don't get a lot of appreciation and experience driving it from Grapevine to Colleyville, Colleyville to South Lake, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. But really being able to see the engineering and the speed and the performance of really what these high-end cars can do was incredible. And so we spent two days out there driving these cars to the limit, and it was so much fun. What I quickly realized is, man... If I had an unlimited budget, <laughs> I would probably get like the top of the line 911 turbo or something like that and and really be able to appreciate that um, um, and see what it do. It's completely not practical, completely no. uh, would be a bucket list deal. Um, but man, was it just full of adrenaline and fun. So if I had a, one place I could go and money was no object, that's where I'd be spending it probably. Well, I liked that, and I liked uh, being in the car with you. And I am mm -hmm. just going to share this because I was so impressed with your driving abilities. Yeah. Um, it was unexpected <laughs> and much appreciated. Um, it was an incredible trip. Well, uh, thank you for yeah, that. Yeah, I want to let people know you're a great driver. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, all right, so moving on, we got we have two two left here. Um, I think another really cool question that you could ask at a, a, a gathering or a function would be, you know, if you could instantly teleport someone into this party right now, who would it be? Honey, you go first. This okay, time. I'll go first. Um, you know... Here's what I would say. I think we live in the absolute greatest country on the planet. Yes. And I am so disheartened and I think a little sad to see the bickering mm -hmm. and the fighting mm -hmm. and the division and the divisiveness of what's going on in our country right now that I would love to teleport one of our founding fathers in to, to the party and really be able to ask them, hey, when you actually left England to go design something and build something that was a vision you had for a better way of life, for all the people of that country, really, what was that vision and why did you do that? Like what, what prompted you to really want to make that decision? Because if you really think about what happened, that's a big deal now. That's a huge deal back then. Almost unimaginable. You know, and I would love to know that answer because I think that type of an answer should still be the, the kind of guiding light, if you will, of all of us still in this country. And I think we've all gotten so far away mm -hmm. from really what that looks like that I think, you know, if we could, if we could harness some of that, you know, it wasn't, you know, well, we did it because we didn't, you know, like the Republicans or we didn't like the Democrats or we didn't like social media or we didn't like Elon Musk or we didn't, it was a better way of life with a vision and a dream and, and to be able to really go and build something. And I would love to know that because I think that's what this country needs right now. Um, and I am as patriotic as it comes. Um, 
And I just, I would love to hear out of their mouth what that really is. Oh my gosh, can I go to that dinner party with you, honey? I don't know. I don't know. It depends if you're cooking at it or not. Oh, okay. All right, very good. So yeah, so what about you? Who would you teleport? You know, I would teleport Ernest Holmes. Okay. And so that is someone that a lot of people may not have heard about. And you know, it's interesting. It's almost kind of the building thing. You know, I believe that we are all so amazing and unique and we can contribute and connect in our communities in just brilliant ways. And I think in order to do that, we have to be comfortable with ourselves. We have to understand, you know, our freedom within ourselves and within our mind and what we think about. I've found Ernest Holmes to just be a great resource for me. Um, and I would love to have him at a dinner table, just be able to ask him all kinds of questions, even about the division in our country or the division in our hearts or the disconnection that we have from ourselves. Um, you know, for the group that may not know who that is, who, yeah. what, what, who is that? Oh, Ernst Holmes is the founder of something called Science of Mind. Um, it really was more of an educational learning I don't, I would not consider it self-help. I would consider it self-growth, right? And accountability for yourself. Um, and so he was the founder of that. Okay. Um, was not alive during my time. Yeah. Um, however, has just put out, in my opinion, amazing, empowering information. Now, most of it um, is written back in the 1920s and kind of starts in that area. Uh, so you have to be okay with deciphering the language a little bit. But same with the founding father. Oh, of course, yeah. Of course. All right, perfect. Excellent. Well, let's wrap up here. And I think the last one, um, <laughs> this, oh. is, this is kind of interesting, you know, is um, asking someone, you know, how do you handle holiday decorating? Because what I have found is there is a huge spectrum on holiday decorating. I was visiting with a client last week and we were visiting at nine o'clock in the morning we got done about 10 o'clock and you know i said i said so what's the rest of the day look like for you and he said i gotta get home um and get get into the attic and i said oh i said what what's happening in the attic i thought you know you gotta fix something yeah, or whatever I said, or something. he said my wife has over a hundred santas Everything from life size down to miniature. <laughs> and she loves Santa's. Okay. And I gotta get them down and so she can get them up for for Christmas coming up. And I thought, well, that's one way to holiday decorate. I think that's incredible. I growing up I had a, a, a family friend that loved um the the toy trains and the miniature holiday scenes. Yeah. And they took their formal dining room and made it a Christmas winter wonderland all year round. Wow. You would walk oh, into their house in July wow. and their formal dining room was this incredible holiday Christmas scene. Wow. So that's a one end of the spectrum, right? Yes. Um, then you go on the other end of the spectrum and there's, well, we don't do anything, mm -hmm. which is cool too. Yeah. So how do we handle holiday decorating? Um, you know, the way I handle it is kind of like this. I grew up 
in a fairly traditional decorating for the holiday household. Mm -hmm. Like we decorated my mom and decorated for Halloween. We decorated for Thanksgiving. Some of my earliest memories, it was always the Friday after Thanksgiving, being outside with my father and putting up the lights. And we lived in a cul-de-sac and the neighbors would come out and we'd eat leftover turkey, chili, and you know, just all these things, right? Yeah. Christmas was very traditional. Um, and so I like that. I will say I, at the time, I didn't appreciate the amount of work that went into <laughs> doing those things. Yeah. So the way that I like to handle holiday decorating is I like for it to look nice inside. I like for there to be some style with it. I also like knowing where everything needs to go from the year before mm -hmm. and just getting it up and getting it down. I'll tell you the biggest thing I cannot stand about Christmas decorating yeah. is fluffing the, the fake Christmas oh, tree. Oh, no, you don't. I cannot stand... That's Doing why you have me and the there, kids do oh, it. and moving the branches <laughs> and making it. It takes so long. I'd rather buy twice as many ornaments and put them where the holes are on the tree <laughs> than to fluff those branches. So I, I would say the way I like to handle it is I, I like for it to be decorated and I like to know where it's supposed to go. And obviously it always takes twice as long to put it up than it does to take it down. Yeah. What about you? Well, first I'm going to share a tip. I thought you were going there, but I'm going to share this tip. One of the ways that Scott makes sure that he knows where it goes is we take pictures. So when we set up a mantle or something, we'll take a picture so we know exactly where everything goes the next year. That is a great tip. That's a, that's a great tip. Because then you don't have do to that. think about it. You don't have to think about it. You just go back one year ago, you look at the pictures, yep. and you know right where that uh, stuffed snowman needs to go exactly. or that elf on the shelf or whatever else it was, right? Yes. So um, I, too, grew up in a pretty traditional uh, holiday family. Um, I didn't have to go out and do the lights though. Uh, I'm from Fargo, North Dakota, you know, growing up there, we didn't have tons of lights outside some, yeah. but mostly our parents would put them sure. Um, at home, as you well know, I like things pretty simple. I don't like too many things. Um, and so, uh, some of the, my favorite ways to decorate for the holidays are just sprucing up what we have changing the pillows and making them red and bright, um, putting some really sparkly, fantastic bows on some of our different artwork, um, and just embellishing what we have. Yes, I like a Christmas tree. We actually have a couple of them. Um, and I like a lot of the other decorations. However, my main thing is let's keep it simple. Let's keep it clean. Let's keep it as classy as possible. Um, and not too much to put away. Absolutely. And you know what's great about it, whether you do nothing or you do a ton, yeah. doesn't really matter. It doesn't. Right? So those are some questions we thought would be fun. You should jot those down. Okay. Make sure that you use those at a holiday party. I, I think it's a, a lot of fun to, and it's a great way to get to know people. So that's a little bit about Angela and I with that. We hope you have a tremendous holiday. Oh, we'll enjoy talk, it. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. This has been another week of Retire Simply. Thanks for listening. And remember, anyone can save money, and just as easily anyone can run out of money. But it takes skill and a plan to take what you've saved and not run out. If you want to listen to more episodes or learn more about Compass Retirement, go to compassretirement.com. That's compass with two S's, retirement.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, 
don't forget to tell a friend. They're probably a lot like you and would enjoy it too. Insurance products are offered through the insurance business Compass Retirement. Compass Retirement is also an investment advisory practice that offers products and services through AE Wealth Management LLC, a registered investment advisor. AEWM does not offer insurance products. The insurance products offered by Compass Retirement are not subject to investment advisor requirements. AEWM and Compass Retirement are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Compass Retirement Inc. is not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained by sources believed to be reliable. But accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Compass Retirement Inc. Hypothetical examples have been provided for illustrative purposes only. It does not represent a real-life scenario and should not be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation.